Nick Saban was being interviewed on TV after Alabama won its opener. Saban used two quarterbacks because he doesn't have the balls to pick a starter. So a woman had the mic on ESPN and asked Saban about the quarterback situation, and he freaked out. Saban was like, you keep trying to get me to say something bad about one of my quarterbacks, and I won't, so quit asking. Dude, it's the big question about your team. And it keeps getting asked because you won't make a decision. You could solve your annoyance just by being a coach. What a dink Nick Saban is. Hey, Saban, I don't care how many national championships you won. Guess what? You just made the list. I give the woman credit. The interviewer, Maria Taylor is her name. She didn't lose her cool. And we all know who should be the quarterback at Alabama. Obviously. Landry Jones. I guess since then, Saban named Tua as the starter. But the other guy's going to play. And Saban did apologize. Not because he wanted to, but because he had to. Now, flip side of that coin. If Saban does that to a guy, it's no big deal at all. In fact, people be saying, ah, he asked him a dumb question. F that guy. Way to go, coach. But he did to a woman, so it's a big deal. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. 412-367-0815 is the number to call for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. If I said that already, it's because my brain hurts and because... I can't get enough of all the things that Matt Mertz can do for you. Spoke earlier about the matchup between Miles Garrett and Alejandro Villanueva. That's a matchup that Miles Garrett could very easily dominate. And boy, when the pass rush guy on the quarterback's blind side dominates a matchup, that leads to Josh Dobbs playing. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, uh, Miles Garrett was the number one overall pick in 2017, but didn't play against Roethlisberger at all last year due to injury. Garrett said today, quote, I want to sack him. I want to win. I want to take him down multiple times, but I also want to have some fun, unquote. This young man, Miles Garrett, Obviously doesn't know what it's like to be lit AF. He needs to be lit AF. Somebody tell Miles Garrett, be lit AF and the rest will follow. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I love the speculation about when Le'Veon Bell is going to show up. How do you feel about Le'Veon Bell right now for having missed Monday? And how will you feel if he doesn't show up tomorrow? I liked what Stan Savage said, and Bob McLaughlin confirmed. If Bell shows up tomorrow, I think he gets benefit of the doubt 
at least until he sucks on Sunday. But I think if he doesn't show up tomorrow, he really is on a lot of people's lists. I think even now he's a fairly hated athlete in Pittsburgh, and that's kind of rare to be the, the one of the best athletes in Pittsburgh and be one of the most hated. But again, and, and for a refresher course, read my column that's going to run tomorrow in the trip. You shouldn't be mad at him. His life, it's his career. He's not under contract. He could do what he wants. The franchise tag keeps free agency from being free. The franchise tag is such a booby trap. It is servitude. It is just incredible that the CBA was agreed to by the players that included the franchise tag. And it's not like it just got put in yesterday. It's been around since 1993. The franchise tag sucks. And that's where all these problems stem from. The franchise tag and the fact that it sucks. Your thoughts now, 412-333-9939. Let's go to Larry in Pine Richland. Larry, you're on with Double M. Parker was a hated Jay Parker was a hated superstar at Pittsburgh a long time ago. Uh, I'm not sure he was hated to this degree, as Bell would be if he doesn't show up tomorrow. I think Chooks is going to start at left tackle before the end of the season. He's a natural. Really? And you know this how? He's so good. His hands and his size. Have you been watching the coach's film? How do you know? I just watch on the play pre-games, that's all. So, so, So from judging, you're judging Chooks by what you saw on games broadcast by Bob Pompiani and Charlie Batch. And, yes. Okay. I, I, like you do for natural ability. I, I barely pay attention. <laughs> no, I watch every game twice. You guys know that. I just think it's a bit early to think that Chooks is going to take over for Alejandro Villanueva. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they picked up another tackle. Uh, this week. Because I don't know if they trust Chooks to be the backup on both sides as a rookie. I'm not sure they have that kind of faith in him. I think they like his talent. And he's checked all the boxes during his very brief professional career. But uh, I think they'd like to get a, a little more depth still. They should get Chris Hubbard back from Cleveland. He had the performance here in Pittsburgh. He got the cash. It's the American way. Let's go to Zach in North Hill. Zach, ask Mark anything. Wait, too early for that. Zach, you're on with Double M. Hi, I'm Mark. Uh, I just want to know if anybody maybe uh, brought the point that maybe Love Bell just hasn't showed up yet because he just can't pass a drug test. Okay, know? it takes how long for marijuana to get out of your system? Like 30 days? Yeah, 30 days. Okay, so, so if he didn't show up Monday but he shows up Wednesday, he would really think that his blood is very finely tuned in terms of following the timeline exactly. Yes. And he doesn't even know when he's going to get tested, although as a past offender, I think he would get tested pretty quickly and pretty often. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe if he shows up around four weeks into the season, it might be a good indicator that was what it was. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, if he shows up, uh, if he doesn't show up for week one, I I don't think he'll show up to week 11. I think he'll probably be there tomorrow but I'm certainly hoping not. Let's go to Justin in Connellsville. Justin, you're on with Double M. 
Yeah, so I think Le'Veon Bell is overrated for what he's worth in Pittsburgh. I think we need to trade him for a couple of different players. And yeah, get they're, more... they're, that's not going to happen. Uh, when you say overrated, I think it's fair to say that he was overrated last season, that his performance wasn't what people cracked it up to be. But I think he's a very good running back. He's the whole package. Rusher, right, he... receiver, pass protector. I mean, I, I don't see how you say he's overrated. You could say last season was overrated, but him as a talent is in no way overrated. Right, him as a talent is no way overrated. I'll give you that. But with him not up and wanting to wait to the very last minute to show up to practice and want to wait. Well, no, no, to... he 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 is he is he is following the. He's done nothing wrong, you know. I figure I don't like the franchise tag. The franchise tag. Okay, neither do I, and I bet he really doesn't like it. But he's done nothing wrong. He's not under contract. He doesn't need to show up. What, because Ramon Foster says he should? No. Okay, so what has he done wrong? Uh, he hasn't done nothing wrong to my knowledge. That's right. So why are you bitching? I'm just thinking that he himself, if he wants to play the game and make the money that he wants to make, then he should show up. O okay, how does, how does not showing up preclude him making the money he wants to make? Because if in order to make the team a whole team, you need to show up and do what you oh, need to okay. do. Okay, now, now that's that's dedication to the team. That's has nothing to do with the money he wants to make, you know. But in order to make the money, you should have to show up. You see, you're just not listening, are you? And one thing you need to do is get your head out of the 50s. It's not about team anymore. It's about money. It's about me. It's about greed. It's about doing what the individual benefits by. And if that's sad, that's accurate. That's a good point. It is a good point. I've proven I'm much smarter than you. Let's go to Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? What if he sits out for like four or five weeks and it's actually a benefit? How would it be a benefit? Well, he's not going to take four weeks of pounding. I mean, he's, he's at such a close threshold, in, and that's why I don't think the Steelers are going to commit to that, what I think is is kind of, you know, asinine money for a running back. But what if, you know, he was rusty the first game he came back when he sat out last year. What if he sits out four or five weeks and he's rusty for a week? Yeah, but two? I don't see the point of sitting out four or five weeks. I think it's well, going to be I think it's going to be none or ten. Yeah, I mean, I just think – it may be easy for him, and, and it's never easy. I mean, you, you would know this because you make this kind of money, to turn away from $850,000. I don't make that kind of money. <laughs> you you know what? You know what? If I thought that by missing 10 weeks of work, I could set myself up better for the long, long run, I'd think about it. Yeah. And and even, like, say he takes a, a, the crazy route of not playing at all this year. You don't think someone's going to give him? Oh no 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 no! He has to play six. He has to be signed for six games to burn off the year of the contract. So now here's the question for you: If he sits out until week ten, do you think he? I mean, kind of a dumb question, but do you think he gets a jersey when he comes back, or do you think they're going to rid their hands of him? Do I think they would rescind the franchise tag? Yes. No. Oh, well, put it this way: They shouldn't. That's revenge politics. You tell me what the upside is of rescinding the franchise tag if Bell doesn't report as soon as they'd like. 
Oh, I, I, I don't have one, but, you know, the last caller when he talked about, you need to be here for all the practices. If the Steelers aren't the kind of prototypical me-first organization, what Mike Tomlin has, has kind of created there, I don't know who else fits that mold better. So he's just doing what he saw. Now, A.B. didn't go about doing it this way, but, you know, from the top down, whether it was meant to be that way or not, it is a me, me, me for some of those guys. And like you said, what do you call them? The no, the the, uh, the no ring Stealers, the that's no ring Mafia. He, that's what he wants. I mean, he wants. He's seen this. For uh, let, let me tell you, if you offered Le'Veon Bell a choice between the money he wants and a ring, he would take the money he wants. In fact, what's Bell want? Fifteen mil a year, right? Yeah. If you said to him you could have thirteen mil a year and three rings, he'd take the fifteen mil. Totally. No question. Thank you for the call. Okay, we got David, Brandon, and John on hold. We'll get to them in just a minute. Very exciting. It's the Mark Madden Show. When will Le'Veon Bell show up? Has anybody seen my old friend Le'Veon? Can anybody tell me where he's gone? Boy, if you're 70, you know that song. 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Konnichiwa, bitches. Konnichiwa. Hi, Marco. I have some important questions for you. That right there, my friend, that's asking for trouble. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. It's certainly been an interesting day here on the show. Uh, just to update what we've talked about, Lev Bell uh, didn't show up yesterday. People like Marquise Ponce are saying he'll show up tomorrow, but... Ponce acknowledges he has not talked to Bell. Foster tried to cajole him to come in, saying be all in when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. Tomlin said he hasn't even thought of Bell and won't until he gets there. That is a porky pie. That is just a whopper of a lie, if ever I've heard one. So that's the Lev Bell situation. I think if he doesn't show tomorrow, we're not going to see him for quite some time. And his silence speaks volumes. His lack of communication, his minimized presence on social media, it really does make you wonder. We've also been talking about the quarterback situation, the decision to keep Josh Dobbs and cut Landry Jones. I think it's one of the stupidest personnel decisions the Steelers franchise has ever made. And I know it's only the backup quarterback, but uh, what if Ben gets hurt? What if... Dobbs has to play, having never taken a snap yet in a regular season game. I, I wish to point out that in 05, Batch was the backup. He had to win two games. And the Steelers won the Super Bowl. In 2010, Dennis Dixon was the backup. He had to win two games. Batch was third string. He had to win one game. And the Steelers made the Super Bowl. It's the kind of thing that doesn't matter at all until it matters a lot. So let's see how that winds up. We're also talking about the Colin Kaepernick decision by Nike to feature him in an ad campaign. They have backed controversial people in ad campaigns. They stuck with Tiger Woods after all the sodomy and whoremongering. Uh, But uh, to, to do this out of the clear blue sky... I don't know, it might cost them some business. And you see people burning Nikes or cutting the swoosh out of various forms of apparel. I think that's more than just a little bit stupid. But uh, 
the whole world in general and the corner of it which cares about sports, that's pretty stupid in general. Let's go to Dave on the Parkway. Dave, you're on with Double M. You're on the air, Dave. Yes, sir. What What up? What up, Double M? Hey, you got me all over the board. I'm not on the Parkway, thank God, but I'll live. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, the dude has done his thing. He needs paid. I could see him giving up a Super Bowl ring for $15 million. I would do the absolutely same thing. For three, I don't know, but the man has done his thing. He deserves his money. Well, but, but the thing is, the, don't, don't, side, forget, don't forget, he can't negotiate now. He has to pay. Yeah. He has to play for fourteen point five million this year, or not play. Fourteen million? Would you love to play for fourteen million? Wasn't he due to make thirteen thirty million dollars over two years? That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, and no, I think I, he's got no, a longer just, career. You're just pulling figures out of your backside. Uh, he's scheduled to make fourteen point five million this year under the franchise tag, and um, that's a lot of money. But if he thinks he can set up his future in the long run by being more attractive in free agency, by minimizing his workload in this, his last season with the Steelers. And if he does that by missing games, it's not what I would do, but I understand. Let's go to Dave on the Parkway. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, about Le'Veon Bell, I'm just thinking, if I was in his position, it being Labor Day Monday and 90-plus degrees outside, I would probably skip on practice till tomorrow, too. It's going to be hot tomorrow, too. Yeah, well, one's better than two. <laughs> Only having to do one. I heard the forecast was chilly today, hot tamale. Hey, I was just throwing it out there. Thank you. Chilly today, hot tamale. Let's go to John and Slippery Rock. John, you're on with these super hey, genius. Uh, about this whole levy on thing, um, it, we're, we're talking about how the CBA and the franchise tag may suck, but seeing this guy's going to make over $14 million this year, and his performance wasn't great this last year, and he's making, what, $6 million more than the next next uh, highest-earned running back? Seems like a pretty good deal. Um, well, he was until Todd Gurley got his deal, but yeah. Right, okay. Um, and it, it just seems like, uh, you know, this, this, this is good money for, uh, I mean, in his case, I don't see where the franchise tag is really uh, – is hindering a guy or basically, uh, you know, um, coming off and is a negative well, amount. No, it, it's unfair. The franchise tag's unfair. It keeps free agency from being free. Le'Veon Bell played the length of his contract. In every other mm-hmm. sport, completing the contract gets you the freedom to go somewhere else. And right. the NFL teams can yank that away from one or two players by applying a franchise tag or a transition tag. So free agency isn't free. It's absolutely not fair. Okay, I see your point. I, I guess that makes sense. I guess what I'm saying is um, I, I, at his age, I don't know if he'd be getting the Todd Gurley money anyhow, being accident-prone, not accident-prone, but injury-prone, and also with his uh, his problems with, uh, you know, THC and the, uh, you know, urinalysis. So, well, I don't know. Well, well no, no you, you bring up a good point, but all it takes is one team. Brought the money he wants, I think it's absurd that he's going to get it, but he's going to get it. All it takes right. is one team. Oakland, right? I think the Jets. I think he'll wind up with the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets. Ah! 412-333-9939, the number to call. People are tweeting me saying, 
Lit AF is not a fantasy category. It absolutely is. Absolutely is. Yards, touchdowns, lit AF, a new category this year in many fantasy leagues. We talked earlier about the B team had a poll over whether Connor is a big drop-off from Bell. To be fair, Connor's a more powerful runner than Bell. Connor did average 4.5 yards per carry last year, and Bell averaged four. Bell's the best receiving back in football. And he's one of the best at picking up the blitz in football out of the backfield. I would say that Bell's a better big playback, except he didn't break many big plays last year. Only three runs of 20 yards or more. But you want Bell. No question. I'm not a Bell fan, but it's weird. I, I, I'm not a Bell fan, but I don't blame him for what he's doing, and I think they need him badly this season. What they need to do next year, here's where they'll F it up. They'll think Connor's the number one back for next year. They need to have Connor's the number two back next year after Bell leaves and draft a back in the second or third round. You get a back in the second or third round, that guy's going to start and do pretty well. Look at guys like Kamara. Kamara was what, third round? Kareem Hunt, I think, second round? You can get good backs in the first three rounds of the draft, no question. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's see here, Kareem Hunt... Third round, what was Kamara? I don't memorize all this crap. When was Kamara drafted? Third round, both third round. There you go. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan, big fan. You got to be a big timer to get on this show. Double M, huge fan. Raise the Jolly Rancher. The X at 105.9. Tomorrow, we'll talk more about the game coming up against Cleveland. I've already put forth the notion that the matchup between Miles Garrett and Alejandro Villanueva, the Browns' top pass rusher against the Steelers' left tackle, is huge. And I also want to know if you think the Steelers' defense is indeed any better. And if so, how so? How is that Steelers' defense better? Why do you count on it to be improved from last year? Because I'm not sure I do, and if it isn't, that does not bode well for the Steelers this season. Let's go to John on 79. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, I'm Square. How are you today? What up, man? Uh, I have a question. Uh, Maybe setting a game plan up where you have um, Bell in the slot maybe 90% of the time just to see how our running uh, back clan and Duke together. Wait, no. If you have Bell in the slot, then just you play game. Connor in the backfield? Yes, let them they're, run they're and just see how not, good they can just, run. They're just not going to do that. Anything um, else? No, that's it. Okay, because they're not going to do it. So you want to pay Bell $14.5 million under the franchise tag and then play him out of position. I know they want to run his legs off. No, that's so. what you're doing. You're playing him out of position. Why would you pay that guy that money and play him out of position? Bye now. Goodbye. I'm facing the problem. I uh, I got uh, I'm flying to Vegas, but I'm still I'm still under the weather. I'm supposed to go Friday. I also just found this out: one of the best Led Zeppelin tribute bands ever is playing Friday night in Vegas, and they started about the time I land. 
That would suck. It does suck. I'm going to have to miss it. Let's go to Dennis in the car. Dennis. Hey, Mark. What's the name of that band? I want to know what the name of that band is. Uh, the Moby Dicks. Okay, I seriously got to look them up. Anyway, well, they, they don't play very often. They play about three shows a year in Vegas and L.A. Uh, Brian Tishy, the old white stake drummer, organizes it like on the spur of the moment. I think he just put this show together inside of a week. But but I've seen him, and it's a bunch of different guys built around Tishy on drums. You know, different guys. Well, Chaz West always sings. He was the singer for Jason Bonham's old group called Bonham. They're really good. Anyway, what do you want? Well, I like that uh, Get Your Lead Out. They're pretty good. They do around here. But They're anyway, in Wheeling on just, Thursday. I didn't know that. That's good to know. There you go. Hey, I just was going to say, it doesn't matter whether that's fair or not with, with the uh, whole franchising because it, it was agreed upon collectively by both sides. No question. So. No question. The players' union foolishly agreed to it, and uh, you have to live with it. But by the same token, Le'Veon Bell's doing nothing wrong either. No, I agree, but at the same time, I don't think there's an angle to say, I don't believe that, that he's going to save his legs and make more money. I think by coming... Oh, to- oh, 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 back up, back up. If he only plays six games plus playoffs, that will really increase his worth uh, in the free agent bidding. No question. After 406 touches last year, after 406 touches last year, if he got away with playing six games this year... That that would have some tangible value for certain. And one more thing, I just thought the defense was going to be worse like you. I do not think it's going to be better. Although I was very encouraged by... Well, I don't know uh, that it's going to be worse, uh, Kibasabi. I just I just don't see anything pointing to it being better. Well, I like it in his performance, and if he could do that on a consistent basis, that's going to be one thing. But I think the play of Bostick's going to be less, obviously, than Shazier, and I feel like... Um, they're still better players in the secondary, but all mixed up with Davis moving over to free. That's going to take some time. Well, that, that, that's my point. There is no sure thing on that defense. You can't point at any one guy or any one area, whether it's you know inside backers, outside backers, cornerbacks, or whatever. You can't point at anybody and say, okay, the D's going to be better, and this is why, or, or who is why. I agree. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Joe in Wexford. Joe, you're on with Double M. Double M, how are you? Hi, Joe. Hey, listen, so you pointed out the uh, which group is markedly better or markedly worse. I don't think it's markedly better, but I think the defensive line is very, very good. And I think the loss of Shazier for an entire season is very, very bad. I don't think there's any reason to believe the defense will be any better than it was last year. However, I don't think it can get any worse. And I think as long as Lev Bell shows up and they play the way they are supposed to play, I don't see any reason why the Steelers' defense cannot at least carry them to the point they need to be, which is the playoff, and then go from there. Yeah, I don't know if that defense wins in the playoffs, though. Uh, a lot of Pittsburgh fans are assuming that you know you could keep winning games like 38-35. Maybe that's true. Maybe you could lose 45-42 like they did to Jacksonville. And even though the offense gave Jacksonville some points, that game has proved positive that sometimes the offense just can't score enough points. You need competent defense to win in the playoffs because you're not going to win every game in a high-scoring, shoot-em-up type fashion. 
not, you know, three consecutive games or however many against good teams. That just isn't going to happen. Let's talk to Bill. Bill, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Yeah, hey, Mark. How's it going? Hi, Bill. Hey, um, has this been discussed at all? This Lev Bell thing, do you think it might be because he's trying to buy time to pass a drug test or something like that? Well, if he doesn't show up for 10 more weeks, maybe. (laughs) I I think, well, here's my point. If he shows up tomorrow after not having shown up Monday, then I dismiss your theory. Yeah, of course. Because two days. He's been hanging with Liz all summer, and that's all we know. Put it this way. I, I can't tell you the. Uh, THC level in Lev Bell's bloodstream currently, but if you if I could get a bet down somewhere that he gets suspended again before his career's over, I would put that bet down. I'd take it too. I mean, does anybody think he stopped smoking pot? Not if you're hanging with Wiz. No. <laughs> he got busted how many times before for pot? Well, once in a drug test, once by the cops. Right. So now, now, don't get me wrong. I think you should be able to smoke pot and play in the NFL. Oh, and me I, too. And I got me nothing too, but, but love for Wiz. But you know, there's got to be an, oh, oh, there, maybe a different explanation for why Lev is doing this. I don't if, know. If, if Wiz is supposed to be Levy on Bell's buddy, you know, I mean, maybe spending all summer in a room full of pot with him wasn't such a good way for the friendship to manifest itself. And I'm assuming Tomlin's kid was there too, right? That's what we hear. Hey, you know what? Sure. Because of Lev's tenuous situation with drug testing and because Tomlin's kid's just a kid, I bet no pot was smoked in Wiz Khalifa's studio when those two were there. <laughs> it wasn't smoked, but it was vaped. Who knows? I also believe that for every drop of rain that falls, the flower grows. It's not time to ask Mark anything. Today's been one heck of a show. I've really enjoyed it. 412. I get people complaining that uh, I'm kissing Bell's ass. Yeah, I really sucked up to Lev during his career here. Right is right, and the franchise tag's wrong. If if you weren't so blinded by your need to live vicariously through a football team because your lives are going nowhere, that's like this one girl who tweets at me in very insulting fashion. Meanwhile, it looks like every single time she tweets, her profile picture changed, and she got her lips inflated by another half a gallon. You know those big candy lips you used to be able to get when you were a kid? It looks like she has the world's biggest pair of candy lips. Time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Great show as always. When you got a young trophy wife, owes money to... I can't even quote the Big Lebowski right. Goodbye. The X at 105.9. Owes money all over town. Some of it the known pornographers. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. You know, in 2014, I tweeted out a bunch of stuff saying how bad Landry Jones was and the Steelers needed to cut him. So, of course, when I said now they should keep him, people dug those tweets up. Do you understand that in the space of four years, things can change a great deal? And when things change, opinions change. Not everything is written in stone. I think the Steelers made a grave mistake. One of the worst personnel decisions they've ever made, keeping Josh Dobbs and cutting Landry Jones. Tomorrow's going to be fun, right? Waiting to see if Bell shows up. I'm going to sit by the Twitter machine 
to see what the heck happens. It's not time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood at Chop House, and it's located in the Strip. It's the home of the Super Genius Burger, so please do check out Chapino. Let's go to Dave in East Pittsburgh. Dave, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mr. Madden. What's up, man? Good evening. I got a two-parter, and I'll try and make it quick. Um, did you make the last season of, Larry, of Curb Your Enthusiasm? I've never watched any Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, I thought you said you were a big Larry David fan. No, big Larry Sanders fan. I'm watching Larry Sanders hey, from beginning Hey, important. Day. Important. Uh, you said you like Seinfeld, right? I, I'm not a huge no, trust fan. Me, trust me. Trust me. There's a reunion episode of Seinfeld hidden in the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it, but thank you for the call. Let's go to Douglas at the bowling alley. Douglas, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Great. Hey, I just wanted to see, do you appreciate Anne and Nancy Wilson doing Led Zeppelin songs? Eh. I mean, they did that cover, Stairway to Heaven. Hart performed at that uh, Smithsonian Honors show that uh, Paige Plant and Jones were at. I don't think the they're Battle of Evermore? I don't think they're no they did Stairway to Heaven. I don't think they're particularly more adept than anybody else. Why? I I just thought they they can pull it off for two broads being able to sing like Zap. Yeah, two broads. Very, very uh you're very well well advanced, young man. Thank you for the yeah. call. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason asked Mark anything. Good day, Mr. Madden. Right. Uh, I got a question for you. Did you catch the Taker HBK promo on last night's Raw? No. Why uh, they're not going to wrestle again, are they? Um. Well, they're kind of teasing towards it, from what I could tell, because they're hyping about the the Australia pay per view with Triple H versus Taker. Yeah, you're boring the bejesus out of me. Goodbye. Leaves the line open. Let's go to the big pierogi. Big Pierogi from Carrick. You're on with Double M. Ask Mark anything. Hey, how's it going, Mark? I'm not going to talk about religion or politics, but i got a question for you. Who do you think is a, would be a better frontman, Gary Sharon, David Lee Roth, or Pol Pot? Who's the last one? Pol Pot. Wasn't he a dictator? I think so. That's a tough one. I'd rank Sharon third for sure. <laughs> did you ever see did, – did Van Halen ever tour with Sharon? I – I don't know. It was a big waste of time. You know, it's hard to believe that didn't work to some degree, though, because he was a pretty good frontman for Extreme. Don't you agree? He was okay, but not a good fit for Van Halen. But who would have thought Sammy was a good fit for Van Halen, which he definitely was? (laughs) All right, Mark. Thanks, man. I'm going to go with Roth 1, Pol Pot 2, Sharon 3rd. How's that? Let's go to Robert in Bethel Park. Robert. Ask Mark anything. Hey, just wanted to ask, with all the concert uh, places you've been to, have you ever been to Red Rock in Denver? No. No, no okay. I, 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 you'd think I would have by now, right? But I've never been to Red Rock. Uh, I've actually overdone it with the concerts lately. I've gone to too many. I don't enjoy them as much as I, as I should. I'm starting to sit some out selectively, even eating some tickets. I think I am going to go see Glenn Hughes tomorrow night at uh, Jurgles, though. Uh, the, the former Deep Purple bassist and singer. Deep Purple. It's because he's doing Glenn Hughes does the does the best of Deep Purple, but it's funny because Glenn Hughes only sang the choruses and the occasional verse back when he was in Purple. David Coverdale was the primary singer. I did not know that. Okay. Oh yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, like like you've heard Burn, right? Which is our new entrance song. Yes. Glenn Hughes only sings on the subchorus. He only sings, you know, we had no time. But that's it for that song. He doesn't sing at all on Mistreated, but he's singing that tomorrow night. Don't get me wrong. I love Glenn. I want to hear the songs. But David was the lead vocalist for Deep Purple. No question. That said, they worked very well together. That was my favorite version of Deep Purple. By far. Coverdale used Blackmore, Lord, and Pace. By far. Let's go to uh, Chris in Washington. Chris, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Um, I've been thinking about this question for months, and I was thinking of a perfect way to word it. Um, I'm assuming you're familiar with the term white guilt, and it has to do with the Kaepernick situation. Kaepernick was adopted shortly after birth by white parents and uh, grew up in a white middle-class home. Yeah, I'm I'm already really bored by this. Get to your point. Okay, so basically I just wanted to ask you if you thought it was fair to say that Kaepernick is almost like an experiencing like a, a white guilt type thing because he didn't experience the same type of discrimination that other black men did. I think Colin Kaepernick. Sort of his, you know what? What makes you think Colin Kaepernick hasn't experienced discrimination? I haven't heard him cite any specific examples. He's of experiencing he it right now. Well, this, this, he. I, I think that this is his chance. You know, this is his chance to experience the discrimination. Right, he couldn't wait to get in line did. and get some good old-fashioned black discrimination. Get the frig out of here, you jackass. Let's go to Skate. Skate Nemsworth. Skate and M- Tonight, Skate and Nemsworth. Um, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, thanks. Hey, I just wanted to, as much as I'd like to ask you a question about Megadeth, I gotta ask you, how come nobody's talking about the kid they drafted, the quarterback they drafted? And uh, all they talk about is Dobbs and Landry and Uh actually Cabali wrote an article, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but the implication is that the athletic that Rudolph gets hurt by cutting Jones because Jones was a veteran that Rudolph could learn from. And a guy who would have the time to teach him as opposed to Ben who is getting ready to win on Sunday. Hey, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm telling you, I think Dobbs now is is an equal front runner, if not the front runner, for the quarterback job after Ben leaves. Can I ask that Megadeth question? Real quick. What do you think of Dave having uh, Lyme disease? And what do you, how, how's his progress coming, have you heard? Who has Lyme disease? Dave Mustaine. I didn't know that. Is he okay? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's doing that good. Well, God bless Dave Mustaine. He's one of the greats. Thank you for the call. Yeah, and not only that, Rudolph won't get snaps as the third quarterback. Then again, he was going to be the third quarterback regardless. Let's go to Sean and Ambridge. Sean, ask Mark anything. Oh, I'm a big fan, big fan. Thank I you was, very little. Uh, up at the Big Bob Fair in Salt Virgil, just seeing if you had any, he was signing autographs, seeing if you had any stories or any the big, interactions The big what him. fair? Uh, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, where was he at? The Big Mob Fair. It's a little rural area outside of Cranberry Township. No, I can't believe I missed that. Uh, I've seen Virgil shows like that. I know Virgil very well, Mike Jones. But, uh, you know, he's a mooch. I mean, like, when I work shows like that with him, I'll be selling NWO shirts. And he'll come over on the first day. He'll get me to give him one for free so he can wear it. Then the next day he wants another one because he forgot the first one. He's a mooch. (laughs) Let's go to... uh, Mike in Munhall. Mike, ask Mark anything. 
Hey, Mark, wanted to know if you ever went to Randy Bauman's Ramble at the Rex and if you'd recommend it as a good show. Uh, now, is that the Rolling Stones thing? No, no, that's uh, Stones for Children. The Ramble was, uh, he gets a bunch of Pittsburgh musicians, and it's kind of like, uh, I guess, the band, how the band used to have Rambles. Well, uh, Randy's musical projects are always very, very good. I've been at a couple of the Stones thing. I enjoyed it very much, so I'm, I'm sure I would enjoy the Ramble as well. So I recommend going. All right, thanks, Mark. Take care. Let's go to Mike and Mars. Mike, real quick, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, can you see uh, Cleveland coming out uh, because of Haley, like in an empty set with five wide receivers like the Packers and the Patriots have had success attacking us? Ooh, that's very interesting, and I'll tell you why. Not because teams like the Packers have had success against Steelers with that, because Todd always outsmarts himself. And he does stuff to make sure people know he's coaching. So I would think he'll come out in something rather exotic on Sunday. I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know if Taylor can run that offense, but but they have a lot of great... You, you know, before... I, I, you stole a topic for tomorrow. I'll preview it. Okay, thanks, Mike. This, I was going to keep going. Uh, the Steelers shouldn't, shouldn't sleep on Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's not a bad quarterback. I know you laugh because he's the bronze quarterback and Ben's the all-time winningest quarterback in the history of that stadium. But Tyrod Taylor got the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs last year. He's not at all bad. He will keep them in that game. I bet that game is close till the fourth quarter. I really believe it. And if Miles Garrett breaks Ben into that matchup has me worried. You know what? All y'all who think Alejandro Villanueva is so great because, well, for whatever reason you think he's so great, we find out Sunday because this will be one of the biggest challenges Alejandro Villanueva has faced. Oh, Liverpool won again, 4-0. Have I been on since they won again? No, they did, 4-0. 105.9 EX.